but aloe was my friend. I put aloe all over me. All over my body, Chris. Aloe all over my body. Uh, okay. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And Black Panther pounces in the theaters. Ooh, yeah, yes. Do you take a laser <laughs> pointer with you? Because that would have been fun. Uh, <laughs> we get a look at Incredibles 2 this week, Mike. That's we, right. We, we peeked at that. Does Sony regret their original Spider-Man deal? Mm, possibly. Maybe. And more. And more. Yeah. So, Mike, and, you're back. Yes, I'm back, and uh, I was out for a week. I was on vacation, so you don't need to worry about any sort of tragedy in my life. Nothing bad happened. Good things happened. I went on vacation. That's why I wasn't here. And that's usually the only times I've never not here for the show. I always I always make time on Sundays for sure. So if I'm ever out of the show, it's because I've been gone for a whole week. So uh, shout out to uh, John for replacing me last week. Did it go well? Was he nice? No, oh, yeah, John was great. He actually was here in person with me. One of those rare moments when I'm not <laughs> talking. Not, o- over not alone. Yeah, uh-huh. so John's great. Again, I, I film a show with him for the DNN uh, called Breaking the Seal, where he unboxes large statues, expensive statues, in-store stuff. Um, and, again, the, the last week we opened up a Thanos big infinity, like, on a, on a throne statue. Oh, my gosh. It was huge, man. It was so big and awesome. Uh, I love those big adult toys. I don't care if people don't like calling them toys. I think that's a cool thing to call them toys because you like to play with them if you can. Like uh, if you uh, were following us on Instagram last year for Comic-Con, that's the first booth I went to on the floor. I took pictures of all of the really expensive stuff that I'll never own, like the 120th, 110th scale, like the size of like your head and stuff. So, man, those toys are so cool. So unboxing them, I'm sure is fun. Oh yeah, and 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 exact, and so my thoughts are also on that. Like you know, Toy Fair is this week. I don't know if you if you're familiar with Toy Fair. It's where they announce all the big stuff for the week or for the year. Like pop vinyls, you know, were huge there. And and usually we kind of get some leaks out of there sometimes too. Yeah, there's some been some toys that aren't supposed to be seen yet. Well, we've got we've got one of those later. We're going to talk Ooh, about. So there um, we go. So, but um, if you follow uh, Breaking the Seal on Facebook, John's very diligent about posting stuff, news and. And stuff like that. Really cool things. Um, Marvel Legends is making a life-size replica Infinity Gauntlet that lights up and you can move Ooh, its fingers. Oh, dang. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm, everyone's telling me i got to get one. And I'm like, well, I might <laughs> need to get one. So, um, really, really excited to, to, to go with that. But, yeah, big thanks to John for filling in. Mike, I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know where you were. You just said I'm out of town and, and <laughs> possibly the country. And I'm like, I don't know where Mike is. I just know I have to fill in the hole that he's left in heart. And <laughs> well, everyone else's for... heart's here. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about where you went, and, and, and don't keep it too long. we got some news here. Okay? Yeah, I won't, I won't belabor it because I was on vacation down in uh, Cancun, uh, Mexico, at an all-inclusive resort with my lovely wife who planned the whole thing. So, special shout-out to her for doing all that work. Uh, we, did, we planned it a while ago because when you go on these uh, vacations uh, across the world, you got to plan this stuff in advance. That's usually not my forte. I don't usually think... 
think that far ahead when it comes to planning things. So uh, really, really appreciated all that work that she put into it. But yeah, it was an all-inclusive resort. It's the first time I've ever been someplace where I didn't have to pay for things that I wanted. Like I just looked at it and if I wanted it, I got it. So there was a lot of free-flowing drinks and foods and buffets and I got a lot of sun. I got a lot of booze. I got a lot of food. So it was all in all a very good week. Uh, uh, traveling uh, between uh, cities and layovers, not always the best part, but we, we made it back in one piece. Nice, relaxing vacation. Um, but of course, uh, like I've said on the show many a time, uh, we are we are inside cats. So, uh, but every once in a while, an inside cat does have fun going outside. So, but while I was outside having fun in the sun, uh, I didn't know what was going on in the world. I'm sure we have tons of nerdy things to talk about. Um, luckily, all of those trailers came out the week before, <laughs> so I got yeah. to see all those crazy releases. But we do have like an Incredibles trailer to talk about that I just watched moments ago so I, i'm gonna love to see what i missed here because the hotel had really bad wi-fi which you can't really knock for because you're supposed to be on vacation and you're not supposed to be on the internet but man i was only pulling like one meg down that's like stone age internet so like i couldn't like i couldn't see anything that was going on so it's really nice to be watching animated gifs again but i think that did help me from being spoiled with black panther i honestly do because i mean that whole that whole week ever since like thursday night i was so worried about spoilers and I, but mm-hmm. if when you have limited access to the internet it's really hard to be spoiled so there you go if you're ever super worried about spoilers i guess just go on vacation outside of the country with bad wi-fi that might help um but yeah that's where i was i was in mexico and now i'm back uh, slightly less pale so this inside cat got a little bit of color well i'm sorry to hear that i'm <laughs> i mean i maintained the inside for both of us i doubled down really because i knew you were going to be outside oh, enjoying good, thank that you. I, I, thank honestly you. i don't have a lot to say i, I saw i saw <laughs> black panther I played some Xbox this week. Um, I, I I don't know. That's really about it. My my great grandfather had his hundred first birthday party yesterday. Wow, that's nothing to turn your nose up at. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah he was. It was fun. It's fun to see that side of the family. Uh, one of my uh, cousins I, I met later in life is my mom's first cousin. So whatever that is for me, I don't, I don't know how to do all that that math. But like um, Gavin, uh, he um, gave me some of my Sentry figures and I. Adam Warlock and versus Thanos figure he had growing up because he used to collect a bunch of those stuff. Oh dang! So we gotta we always sit and talk about comics and everyone's like, oh, there those two go again. There. You talk about comics with your one hundred and one year old grandfather? No, no, no. My my cousin, my cousin. Cousin. Honestly. Yeah, that only right. see okay. because we have that <laughs> grandfather. So. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna say, dang, grandpa's badass. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He he uh he yeah he was there. I mean he uh he was deer hunting several years ago. Like he's still pretty active for an old man so I'm, he's older than stan lee geez yeah <laughs> he's like he looks at stan lee in these movies he's like look at that young whippersnapper cami right? cameoing in his own movies <laughs> yeah so i mean just to, i mean he was born in 1917 so to think of everything that's happened since then is just mind-blowing like to live oh through God. the creation of superheroes and superman and all that stuff so yeah but unfortunately he's lived long enough to see a krypton tv show on sci-fi so yeah well either was it you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain <laughs> oh man what if he secretly loves uh comic books and he was just holding on for for, for that justice league movie and then he got it and he was just like oh man i don't know <laughs> yeah no no I, I mean hopefully he has some stored in his walls somewhere in his house so you know we can he can leave those to me in his will later. But <laughs> original Superman number or action comics number one, mint sealed. Thanks, no, Gramps. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I didn't really. I got nothing. Nothing on <laughs> you. I mean, I'm. I can't think of what I did. It's been. It's been a busy 
not busy week, so I'm, well, I'm ready to talk right. about some news, Mike. Because I mean, the one thing I did do was go see Black Panther, and I yeah, think that's you just right, did the buddy. Same. We both did. So uh, first and foremost, Mike is kind of fresh off his Black Panther watching experience. Still, just a couple hours ago, uh, mm-hmm. he, he got out, and we already recorded a review episode. So if you want to hear our thoughts and full spoilers, please download our review episode. We we definitely let you know the whole details there. Yeah, make sure you're uh, subscribed. But uh, real quick, uh, uh, quick thoughts, spoiler free. Uh, just a really great movie. Uh, great installment to the MCU. Uh, wonderful characters, wonderful story, uh, compelling characters, emotional moments. I dare say I almost cried in this movie, which has never happened in an MCU movie for me. So uh, Logan is a different story. I mean, like Logan, that, that's not MCU. But who? how do you not get a little emotional at the end of that one? Uh, but man, yeah, just a great addition, awesome lo- locales. Uh, I can't wait for Infinity War because that just means we're gonna get more Black Panther. That's right, uh, Black Panther. I I agree with Mike. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. If you don't watch it in theaters, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some people say um, they, I, I don't know. So I saw this comment like a lot of people are like, well, why do they? Why why did the African American community get to say, you know, this is our time, this is our movie? I get it because I mean when I was a sad lonely little white boy I got to watch Spider Man five times in theater so I totally understand you know that that culture that's going into that so mm-hmm. uh, if people are like well maybe it's not for me because it's it's for another culture you're wrong it's for everybody oh, so yeah go go uh, check it out. Yeah, very strong themes in this movie about kind of just uniting as everybody, you know, just really cool, really awesome movie. Yeah, the race component, it's cool to talk about because a, a lot of a lot of people in Hollywood uh, got to be part of a, a, a big movie that made a lot of money. So that's awesome for them. And that just moves everybody up a peg in a great way. But yeah, race isn't even a component when it comes to no. uh, enjoying this movie because it's just a, a just a drop dead good movie. So yeah. like there's there's nothing else to talk about there so it deserves all of the money that it's made and it's gonna get we're probably gonna get a whole trilogy out of it and plus i'm sure black panther will be popping up in other people's movies because man uh chadwick boseman you are killing it (laughs) that's right and the movie is also the number five opening of all time i think there's like three star or two star wars movies avengers and i forget what the other one is ahead of it right now so yeah and if uh and if a couple more uh wallets shake loose turn uh, turn out some more pockets before the end of the day it might overtake avengers when we get the final numbers for opening weekend mcu so we'll have to wait and see and i think this movie is going to have legs for sure i think the word of mouth is going to get out there about how accessible this movie is even outside of just liking comic book movies um i think people that don't really keep up with the mcu are going to hear about it and want to see what everyone's talking about so I think this will just uh, keep on running the the long marathon, and I don't know if it's going to break any uh, all time records of total gross earning, but this is definitely not going to be anything to shy away from uh, it, box it, office wise. I mean, it's definitely getting close. I mean, it's already got four hundred thousand the opening weekend, and you know, um, other movies that that could have done that definitely didn't. So um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to dominate all of February. And yeah, and, let's let's give this movie to Dubai. And the United Arab Emirates instead of the Emoji Movie. Let, let's uh, give this movie to him instead. That'll be better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we can definitely see what's going on there. So great, great news for Black Panther all around. Go watch it. Also, go listen to our review episode to hear our um, experiences watching the movie. Because I'm not going to repeat it here. It was just 
an adventure. <laughs> Chris got uh, touched. It was weird. It, yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Um, but just the, for people who are asking me, Black Panther takes place immediately after Civil War. So I felt good watching Civil War before I went into this, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you're not going to be missing a whole lot. Um, you know, you got to watch. I think you got to watch Civil War to get into this one. So you don't have to watch yeah. the rest of them. But this is a that's a very good intro to to, to Black Panther. Yeah. I don't I don't think it hurts too to maybe uh, watch uh, Age of Ultron. Maybe if you haven't seen that movie in a while, even though it, it I don't think uh, people hold it in very high regards. I've still been wanting to watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's not really streaming anywhere. I think I'd like to pick it up one more time, just kind of as a retrospective look. But you know, we all know Claw is coming back in uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, that's no, that's no spoiler. So if you kind of want to see. A origin uh yeah check out ultron yeah that's that a good call um the first mention of vibranium was kind of big in age of ultron so um yeah definitely check that out uh and, and this is one of those rare moments in the year where kevin feige comes out of his hole and if he sees a shadow he makes five more marvel movies or if he doesn't see a shadow he makes 10 more marvel movies so um he so he's been out talking uh, one of the things he mentioned this week is he wants ryan coogler to come back for black panther 2 of course why wouldn't you have the same guys come back and do it who knocked it out of the park? I mean, he helped work on the script. He was in charge of this movie. It, it is a cultural phenomenon, like from the soundtrack to the movie to the actors to the theater selling out everywhere across the country, even in you know the the lower in neighborhoods where people are like stores and schools are buying tickets for for the you know the the lower income areas. It's just so it's so awesome. Like, why would you not want to recreate that magic yet again with Black Panther two? Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I want to see Coogler again, and now I want to go see Coogler's other movies. So I'm going to go check out that IMDb, I think, after this and mm. see what else he's got going on. Mike's got Coogler fever. So. <laughs> Coogler fever. That's right. We've coined it right here on the show. Coogler fever. Um, <laughs> but that's not the only thing. If, if you've seen Black Panther once, maybe twice, three times, you're out. You've got to watch another Marvel movie. Thor Ragnarok hits digital this week, and I uh-huh. just watched... Uh, I learned uh, there's a little scene, a new Daryl short video. Remember Daryl, Thor's roommate? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's back again with another one for this home release of Thor Ragnarok, and I saw the first minute. Fantastic. Isn't uh, his uh, roommate supposed to be, like, the Grandmaster? It is Jeff Goldblum. Yep, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. You've got, like, I just saw the small preview, and I was like, this is amazing. So I'm really excited to see the full short thing. It has no canon in, in, in the MCU, but it's just great to see these people revisit these characters with Daryl. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, have you seen, you seen the other two, Mike, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. great. So yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to pick it up. I've got the, um, steel book ordered, uh, coming in at Best Buy and it looks really cool. So of course you do. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's fine. It's whatever. Infinity war is now our next Marvel movie. Mike, can you, can you believe that? Who I'm ready. Um, I, we've now officially started our countdown to infinity war, because there's no other Marvel movie in the way. And uh, we got a new promo poster release. And I, 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 get, I like to get your thoughts on posters. I know, I know you, you pick them apart a little more than I do here. Um, but to me, just at first glance, you tell me it, if you get the same vibe. It feels like a Star Trek poster. Yeah, a little bit with that, uh, with that kind of orange light going over Thanos' eye. I don't, I'm not really too familiar with Star Trek posters, but yeah, it does kind of look maybe a little bit like is that maybe Khan in the background? Maybe yeah. that's kind of a poster. Yeah, I mean, we, I've kind of picked it up a little bit. It could be like that could be a Picard face even for the, the next generation. Like the layout and color scheme of this feels very, very Star Trek. But uh, it's just so awesome to see these characters all, yeah. all lined up here. I, I, I love it when uh, posters are start to feel like more like a variant comic book covers because they're just like, yeah, let's just see what we can do, uh, see how we can make it fun. So 
Oh, man, I can't wait for this movie, man. <laughs> it's, it's very awesome. And they give me, you see Black Panther there in the front, Star-Lord, Doctor Strange, the whole crew. The whole team's getting together. They're bringing the band back together, Mike. Uh, but also, we mentioned at the top of the show, Toy Fair is this week, right? Big, uh-huh. big thing. I've been looking at all the pop vinyls coming up. Uh, some of the toys that are hitting stores already, or some packaging here, is showing the new Power FX toys. And one of these here, we have the Iron Spider and it looks like he comes with four little metal arms off the back of him, Mike, there. See his little arms? Yeah, I do. So do you want to see an Iron Spider magically pop out these four arms later in the movie, surprisingly? Or so, yeah, do you not want it, the arms? So it, it's interesting. I Is this the first time we've officially seen the word Iron Spider either spoken or written out next to this suit? Because we've all, we've all assumed that's kind of what it was just by the looks of it. But this is the first I've seen so, where they're actually referring to so it as Iron Spider. When I showed you the pop vinyls a couple weeks ago, they were. And I believe Twitter might even have Iron Spider as one of the uh, emojis right now. I'll, I'll check that out while you yeah. you, you talk a little bit about yeah. Like, well, while you're checking it out. Yeah, it's hard to tell from these toys whether or not this is official. Because we've all seen Batman toys. Batman's a scuba diver. He rides like a jet ski and like a snowmobile. And he's got like all these different types of gadgets to make the to make the toy cooler. So it's hard to say whether these uh, mechanical arms are really going to be there. But if this is truly the Iron Spider, I think we kind of all of it expect it. So I'm not really sure if maybe these show up in the third act to make it a little bit more impressive. Whether or not their arms are there are for a very long time or not, I don't imagine them going into more Spider-Man movies. This is kind of more of like a one-off mm-hmm. battle suit for a big uh, big fight. Uh, it'd be weird if he just casually had them all the time. But it would be kind of fun. Maybe he uh, he uh, he's looking through his like battle mode or something computer screen talking to his ai and he's just like hey i need a little bit more help this big purple guy's punching me in the face what are you gonna do and then the suit takes out these arms but yeah i don't know i don't really know because the suit's so skin tight i don't know exactly how these arms come out of the suit you know usually i think in the the illustrated version of the iron spider you can kind of see like little I think metal bumps on the back of them, almost like you can kind of see where they could emanate from. So I don't know. I, I don't know where they well, come out of his suit. <laughs> so I mean, so a couple of things here. The original comic version only has three arms, and this one has four here. So mm-hmm. that's cool to see that you know spiders have eight legs. So obviously, four regular appendages plus four more is really cool. But as we've seen in Tony Stark's armor, it's building on him as he's walking in mm-hmm. the trailer. So maybe they build out of the back. Maybe he's refined the technology. To where it can, you know, maybe part part uh, of a movie we just watched. Maybe it can, you know, we saw the Black Panther in the trailer come on to him. Maybe it's integrated some of that. We don't know. Yeah, or maybe it's kind of like uh, he's kind of uh, calling in recruits, Iron Man, that is. Like, maybe there's like a little tiny... Um, uh, Veronica, like, a little Veronica yeah, pack. Yeah, know? or something like attached onto the Hulkbuster suit and like it shoots over onto Spider-Man. I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that could be happening here. Or this could all just be nothing, too. You know, this is a toy, uh, you put arms in it, more kids buy it. We'll just have to wait Yeah, and see. I've seen a couple of them like that, but I, I definitely wanted... That one's where you get actually get to see the full arms, mate. Out. <laughs> make it out there I, I love that the sound it's supposed to make is here comes spider-man like yep that's his catchphrase here comes spider-man <laughs> it's, it's true it's true so i mean that's that's what i would say um <laughs> but also other than that we've got some other toys hitting some shelves right off toy when they announce the toy for they're hitting shelves already and i don't oh, know if I you have your here. messages yeah. pulled up we get our first look at thanos but it looks like he's getting his full armor in the movie 
yeah. as well if this artwork is to be but believed. Chris, Chris, you're I, you're totally overlooking that Iron Man is going to turn into a car. Exactly. I think that's... <laughs> Iron Man is a Hot Wheel. I just think it's funny on this this piece of artwork here that I sent you that Thanos looks a lot like uh, Megatron from the Transformers movies, like the way <laughs> yeah, his face he, is angled. He does a little bit. And he's got a little skirt there. But, I mean, so this is also, I've seen other pictures where Thanos having the helmet on. So I think we are going to get a lot more of Thanos with the armor later on, just maybe not at the beginning of the movie. So yeah, he probably shows up the earth and he realizes maybe, uh, the heroes, there are a little bit stronger than he thought. Maybe he needs to put a helmet on. <laughs> yeah. He might, he might need to, or maybe it's just like a kind of showpiece. You know how like, you know, uh, Loki or, or Odin wears the helmet piece when they're sitting on the throne kind of thing. It's just for show. So maybe if he's sitting on a throne later, he decides he wants to put a helmet on. Yeah, you know, everybody's got to spruce up. They want to they want to look their best, put on their um, uh, Sunday best. Exactly. Their Sunday best helmet for, for protection <laughs> and highlights. Uh, but, yeah, so so that that's coming our way. Also, Kevin Feige's also confirmed that the Black Order voice actors will be familiar to us. He did not uh. give any names, but they may be, you know, voice actors we've heard. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who played Sam in Spider-Man 3, recently said he was working on a superhero movie secretly late last year. He oh. could be a voice um, and, and, you know, not have to be Sandman again. Um, <laughs> but so I don't know. We don't know who it's going to be, but I'm really excited to get that trailer where we really get to dive into these bad guys coming into this because, oh, those are so exciting to see. I don't know about you, Mike. Oh, you know I'm excited. I know. I'm, know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. This is, <laughs> I, I don't have a Star Wars call, but I have an Infinity War hype, man. It's just Ooh, yeah, that's right. We're gonna need some sort of like air horn or something. I'm gonna need some aloe for for, <laughs> for this, just to keep myself cool. Uh, Captain Marvel got some stuff here again. Kevin Feige has stated that people online have correctly identified what's going on with those green suit shots that we well, saw Chris, Captain Marvel in. That confirms it. Kevin Feige listens to our show and he said we were right. That green suit is uh, more of a military suit, might be a little bit more utilitarian. There might be some other people out there in that green suit uh, chumming around, just a little bit of a uniform, not a finalized suit. She hasn't got her reds her reds and blues on quite yet. Well, to, to me, I, I, again, <laughs> after watching Iron Man 2 and 3 recently, uh, it's very much maybe like an Iron, like the, how War Machine started off as just the gray Iron Man armor, like the Mark II. Uh-huh. And then they got a hold, the military got a hold of it and painted it up properly to be a symbol of America. So maybe she gets a green suit and that's what she's practicing her powers in. And they're like, okay, well, we need to paint you up properly. So you mm-hmm. look more like a Captain Marvel, if that's even a, a thing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, whatever. There's so many guesses out there at this point. I don't even know where to start. So. Yeah. Well, 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 Feige, you know, thanks for uh, listening to the show. I would appreciate maybe a retweet or maybe a superhero slate hashtag in your next tweet. But, you know, it's just humble to know that you're listening. It is. Actually, I, I take a job. You want to hire us? <laughs> I'll, I'll work for MCU. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do whatever you want. We'll, we'll, we'll spread. We'll be your street it might team. Make, it might make it a little difficult to do this show if we are working there because it's going to be really difficult with non-disclosure agreements, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, out. we'll work it out. We'll just, we'll just get pseudonyms or something. <laughs> um, I'll be Captain America. Damn it, that's already taken. Anyway, uh, you've been watching Agents of Shield, right? You, you're you're into this season with me. Yes, I have. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm totally caught up, just because I've been away for a little while. But I, I've seen majority of them for sure. So it, the, it ended on I think February second, and it's taken like a month long break. So it'll be back March second. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the absorbing man is going to return again in the mid-season premiere when March hits. So what? What remind me of that character again? What he, season was he in? What was he doing? I believe he was in season three. He can touch metal and then becomes that metal. Like, uh, okay, yeah. And he was a villain for a little bit, and then he became one of um, the general's uh, like helpers. Like he was like guarding the general. And mm-hmm. I think the last time, I think he became a good person last time, and then like, but now. Uh, who knows what is shield in trouble again it's like mission impossible every time you turn it on they're they're disavowed and on the run again so yeah i mean i'm really digging this new season but they've been they've been doing some callbacks to some previous season and some previous characters that i just straight up don't remember like there's some sort of like fortune telling character that they've showed at different ages that that they have supposedly saved in the past. I'm like, I don't remember any of these people. I think this might be a good time for a flashback. Maybe show me some of the footage from the previous time. So yeah, I, I when you're when you get a show that's been running for this long, it's kind of hard to keep track of what's been going on. You know. Well, I think it's cool to see a, a superpowered person return because we've not had a lot of. We've had the same superpowers for a little bit now, and mm-hmm. I'm like, give us something different. Um, someone who's not running fast or sending shockwaves out with their arms. So. Uh, Absorbing Man, I, he looked really cool, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. So, not, knock on wood, it knocks it out of the park, and he, he's back again. Uh, are you excited for that Silver and Black movie Sony's making? <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris, I don't even know what to tell you, man. I'm, I'm trying to get on board with Venom. Uh, I think you're going to catch me up here in a little bit with that trailer that happened uh, the other week. But, ugh, yeah, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, so um, Lindsay Beer, who, who worked on Chaos Walking... Uh, I don't know what that is. We'll team with Geneva Robertson Dore, who worked on Captain Marvel, wrote Captain Marvel in the new Tomb Raider to deliver the final draft of the script of this. So um, it's a first off, it's cool they're getting uh, female writers to work on female-led movies. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if uh, Geneva Robertson Dore is is working on Captain Marvel, and Marvel's like, yeah, you can you can bar- you can use her to write your script, the final draft of your script. That's pretty awesome as well. So. <laughs> Um, I just, I just, their approach is just so bizarre. Like Marvel's really smart and they're just like, Hey, uh, nobody really knows what or who the black Panther is. So let's have them show up in our civil war movie that everybody's super excited for because they're going to see Iron Man and Captain America punch each other. So then once he's established, let's go ahead and make his solo movie and just make a crap ton of money because we just saw that happen. And I like how Sony's just like, Hey, you know, a silver sable and black cat, which uh, basically nobody knows who they are if they're just kind of casual audience. Let's go ahead and just give them their own movie. Yeah, let's just see how that happens. No, that's probably not the best way to do it. <laughs> well, I, but I also wouldn't watch a solo movie of either one of these characters. <laughs> so, I mean, if they're gonna, if they've got to use them, they might as well just double team them because I like yeah. the movies where there are multiple superheroes together more than the single ones now. It just seems like Sony's cutting corners here. You know, like they're not taking their time; they're just trying to rush it. So, well, if, if, if we'll it was see. rushing, they wouldn't have like these people working on more drafts of the script to get it right. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this is gonna be good. I'm not saying it's right, but it's gonna it's gonna happen because Sony's not up for sale yet. The Emoji Movie didn't tank too bad. Uh, well, did uh, did you guys talk? I don't know if you talked about that. Uh, last week but there might sony might be having a new ceo here coming up here soon we, we, so we did we did talk about that so that you actually bring up a good point here since we don't know much about silver and black anyway we're just going to go over to what did mike miss last week um <laughs> so trailers we talked about the sony how the uh, new sony um ceo is very much a technology technology guy he, uh-huh. he wants to work in hardware and technology and he does not care about movies at all so whenever i think in april when the other one steps down we may see 
possibly Columbia Pictures go up for sale, um, and and those rights could go could be bought right back from Disney and Marvel. But do you think Disney would take the opportunity to buy a second <sighs> studio amidst Jeez. the purchase of Fox? Like that's a that's a ballsy that's, move. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this at length before, but I'm I'm not a big fan of the consolidation of power. Uh, but if Sony has to go under, I'd rather them maybe just give them give them spider-man and then some other studio can pick up sony uh so hopefully that happens i don't know if that will happen but i don't know (laughs) well i think also there's also stipulations like sony just can't sell spider-man's rights to somebody else i I think they can if they decide to maybe just kind of do more of a liquidation type sale maybe if no one person uh wants to buy everything up they can just sell out parts uh but but they they can't they can't sublease spider-man though that's that's well no they wouldn't sublease him they just totally sell him back for sure but they could well i mean they could sell back to disney but they can't sell to another company is what i'm saying like yeah um warner brothers can swing in and buy spider-man like it would they would go to Disney Marvel first before it yeah. went anywhere else. You make a good point. So it seems like maybe I mean Spider Man's already back, so hopefully it won't be joint custody for much longer. Yeah, I mean that if if anything, I just want to see that happen. Like that's all really all we need. Just <laughs> this all the Spider Man characters right back. We don't care. I don't think Sony's got like they did some of the Bond movies. I think so. Whatever. But, I mean, that mostly brings up... Did you see the Venom trailer, Mike? I know we were going to talk about it a little bit, but... The Venom trailer? I think you're talking about the Tom Hardy trailer, Chris. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. There is. You see a vial of Venom. But we talked last week. I think there's a lot of CGI that's not been added to those scenes yet. Um, uh-huh. there, it looks like ESP pushes or whatever. I think they're all going to be tendrils added in. And But Sony also makes a, a shit trailer. And we've, we've talked about this. They did all the Spider-Man Homecoming trailers, right? And what was your favorite superhero movie last year? Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, so they make a sucky trailer, but they 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 did okay with the movie. So yeah, just just a weird thing, like like hey, we're making this solo Venom movie that everyone's kind of nervous about, and here's a trailer without Venom mm-hmm. in it. Like I think that you can make a teaser trailer without Venom in it, but they didn't do it right. And they should have just like they should have just sucked it up and showed a little bit of venom. Just some, it could have just been his hand, you know. Yeah. Just give us something to screenshot and share around on social media. So nothing really compelling there. I saw it in front of Black Panther again on the big screen. Yeah, didn't really care then there. So maybe they just tried to get something out with all the rush of like the Super Bowl and everything. Well, uh, I think Black uh, Panther. I mean, they wanted Black Panther. They didn't even show Super Bowl. So. Um, but they've got till October to sell tickets, and I think they're just like, we don't need to compete with Deadpool, Infinity War, Han Solo, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We got a little bit of time before we we, we try to hit them hard, so. Yeah, I guess. What but else did I miss, Chris? What Deadpool else did I miss? 2. You saw Deadpool 2. Yeah, that was a fun trailer. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got some, some news on that trailer here in a little bit, so. Um, you think Deadpool 2 is fun? What about the Solo trailer, the full Han Solo trailer? Uh, it was, it was good seeing it because we, we have been so nervous about the movie. Um, I wanted to say, I really dig the rogue one aesthetic. And I think I talked about that in our super bowl teaser, um, trailer review of it. So it was nice seeing that fleshed out. So it's nice having it all out there and letting it breathe. I'm still nervous about the movie, of course, but you know, at least it doesn't look like it's going to be a total stinker. Yeah. I mean, I'm. After all, I like the look of it. I like the look of the movie. It fits that era, I guess, of film. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Rogue One looked good. I, I Again, I'm not a huge fan of Rogue One. I know a lot of people are, but it looked good. So I'm excited for that. So You, you missed those trailers, Mike, and, and now you know. 
But apparently some news on Sony uh, this week. I, I've, I've got word here that um, Sony could have purchased every Marvel character for $25 million back in the late wah, 90s. Wah, wah. <laughs> and they took it back to the Sony guys and they were like, no, we don't want your B-list characters like Iron Man or Thor. We only want Spider-Man and they got spent $10 million for Spider-Man. And that was it. Well- well, that was a dumb deal, but hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I'm glad that they didn't get all those characters because we we could it could just be totally different right now. Everything could be totally different because if they would have bought it, they might have been like, "Oh man, I can't believe we spent twenty five million on these characters that we don't need." Well, wait a minute, these Spider Man movies just made a ton of money. Wouldn't it be great if Iron Man showed up or something? So. Uh, I think things went. But it would have been the, the shit. Iron. It wouldn't have been the Iron Man we know. It would have been a bad it, Iron Man. Yeah, things went well. <laughs> yeah, like the like the Incredible Hulk TV show where they had Thor show up there and it was just a guy in like a, a weird <laughs> helmet and a vest. Yeah. So, oh man, Sony, um, you know, you made you you made the right choice by not buying it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you made us happy. So there's been some rumors swirling about this Fox deal because Comcast is trying to stir the pot a little bit. But apparently the Fox president's come out and be like, no, this deal's going to happen with Disney. We have spent too much time and money going into this deal. Uh-huh. And no one, if someone came in and made a bigger offer, the shareholders would have to approve. All the regulations would have to start over. And Disney's just a safer buy all around. So we are still in that 12 to 18 month time frame, they said. So it'll be next summer to late next year before it's finalized. But... It's definitely going to be Disney. It's going to wrap up right around the time that uh, we close out Phase 3 finally with uh, Marvel. So this is going to be exciting. Yeah, hopefully. And maybe Sony will have the Spider-Man will be back. We'll all be back at once. Right in time for a nice refresh. Chris, I'm getting the vapors over here. Uh, You need to calm down a little bit. So let's talk about (laughs) what a movie could come to Marvel and Disney. That's Deadpool 2. So Deadpool 3 may be over here. But in the trailer, we get to see some X-Men or some mutants in a helicopter, right? Uh And I've got a breakdown of these characters. We talked a little bit about it last week, but we get to go left to right. So first off, we have Domino, right? Uh She's there. That's, That's Domino. Very cool. But in the back, there's a guy with a yellow mask over his face and some creepy eyeballs. That is the character Zeitgeist. Okay. And apparently he was like in one one issue of uh, X-Force like in, in more recent times. And like he some sort of spits up some venom stuff out of his body. It's kind of weird. All uh, right. But <laughs> it's played by Bill Skarsgård who played the It um, clown in the newest oh, movie. Cool. So there's that. We can see Deadpool front and center. Behind him in the back there is confirmed the character Shatterstar. Uh, who was no? Who was created on the planet uh, Mojo World? If you're familiar with Mojo, yeah, maybe? Mojo, the intergalactic TV thing. Yeah, so if um, like the game Smash TV was a world with mutants, so <laughs> uh, that's going. On. So that's Shatterstar. And I some people think that's a an actor um, who was in um, who did all some of the martial arts in Iron Fist. I know that's not you know gonna make it even smile too big but he's there <laughs> and lastly possibly terry cruz is playing the character george washington bridge we've seen this so many times so i don't even care who he is i love terry cruz so i'm so glad that he's shown up in this movie but yeah i didn't know that we were going to be seeing other mutants in the movie i thought it was just going to be deadpool add domino and cable so uh maybe deadpool is kind of uh being a little bit of a hero and maybe he's going around and maybe liberating some heroes from some like prison since he used to be a prisoner and maybe he feels like the need to save some others or maybe he just stumbles across them in a bar and he's like hey you guys want to go like just uh mess around so 
we'll wait and see. We don't have to wait that much longer. It's uh, May. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe May 18th, I think, is, is what we're shooting for here. So um, that's, yeah, that's there. We're going to see some more memes. We're going to see some powers. Um, it looks it looks fun. It looks exciting. I love the marketing for it. We're, it's only going to be better. Another Fox Mutant film was announced this week, which is weird. So hopefully they, you know, they make this before they don't make this before the rights are switched over. But Tim Miller, who did the first Deadpool movie, uh-huh. and comic book writer Brian Michael Bendis, known for his Ultimate Spider-Man characters, are working on a mysterious movie called One Forty Three, set in the X-Men universe. All right, uh, what is that? <laughs> so after some digging and speculation here, I even talked with my comic book guy at the comic book store, Mitch. Um, Uncanny X-Men 143 is a Kitty Pride mo- uh, issue, and we've okay. been heard rumors of Kitty Pride movies in the works with Tim Miller, right? So mm-hmm. this is lining up. 143 is she fights a uh, Kitty Pride fights an Ingeri demon at Christmas time. So, uh. <laughs> so the Ingeri like the demons are from a dimension called Limbo, and we're gonna meet magic in New Mutants next year. Mm-hmm. So this is like a big demon and. Kitty Pride is actually Jewish, so the idea of her fighting a demon at Christmas time was like the whole point of the issue. But the issue uh-huh. is, is the exact issue after Days of Future Past uh, in the comic books. So Days of Future Past is one forty one and one forty two, and this one and there's this one. So we I wonder if we this don't know. Is, is it is this like a weird thing where you know they we've discovered to make comic book movies fresh, you got to put them in different genres. Is this going to be the first superhero movie that's a Christmas movie? Are we going to be watching this Kitty Pride movie every year at Christmas time, like right after no. Home Alone two? Iron, Iron Man three <laughs> is a Christmas movie, but I think this is the alien version of the movie. Like yeah, but Iron Man three like goes to Miami and it's kind of weird and doesn't really feel very Christmassy. But yeah, like you like you said just before when that Fox deal is signed, who knows if we're ever going to see this movie or what's going to happen because i think kevin feige doesn't want all these like uh hanging chads and all these like uh hangnails just out there in the x-men universe just kind of screwing with his phase four and phase five that he wants to make a beautiful with uh fantastic four and the x-men so if it gets made it's probably just going to be a, a one-off that's not going to affect things too much so they might as well just go weird with it because it already sounds pretty weird yeah my guess is they they had to announce this because they probably had the contracts in place before the the buyout was announced so like we have uh-huh. to honor this a little bit so well also brian michael bendis he just got a new job over at uh dc comics he's not doing uh, marvel stuff anymore so i don't know if this kind of like a legacy thing that's like hanging on with uh marvel or well it's different it's, different. it's a doing, different contract yeah maybe he's just doing a little bit of a treatment on it but i don't know maybe i feel like he's got to be focused on that wb uh, warner brothers universe maybe he can save them maybe he can look, save that studio. i like I like Brian Michael Bendis in the early 2000s. I wouldn't pick up a fucking thing he writes now. Like, I hate <laughs> well, that. Ju- I hate this guy so much right now. So well, he just needs like a fresh start. He just needs to, like pick up like a Superboy uh, line or something. I, I think he's like- doing Superman <laughs> or Justice League or something over there. He, I think he, he passed on Batman. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I don't look forward to him writing a movie because he was part of that crew that Marvel had that messed up Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World. Like yeah, the, the writers party that they had to go through all the approvals with so mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have my vote of confidence in this one tim miller might i don't know we'll see how he goes you watched the incredibles 2 trailer before this mike i know you did you watched it with he, me yes i did that was kind of the main thing i missed uh, last week being on vacation so got that trailer uh in my eyeballs yes. just like jack jack shooting stuff out of his that's right it, it debuted during the winter olympics because the incredibles 2 sponsored some of the winter olympic stuff which is really cool um, we get to see that it picks up right where the first one takes off with the battle with the Underminer. 
Uh-huh. And um, it looks like the roles are reversed a little bit, where Mr. Incredible is the stay-at-home dad, and uh-huh. uh, Mrs. Incredible Elastigirl is out fighting crime or something uh, for somebody, so... Yeah, and it looks like the underminer thing is probably just going to be, like, the opening sequence before yeah. you see, like, the title card or something like that. It's going to be kind of a throwaway. But, yeah, I really like seeing uh, Mr. Incredible just, like, disheveled and just totally, like, torn apart. And he just, like, can't even, like, he can't even focus. Like, he's just, I can't keep feeding this kid cookies. Like, that line was, like, really funny. Um, but o- overall, I have super low expectations for Pixar trailers because I have never seen a Pixar trailer that got me hype. The movies usually end up being really good, but the trailers, they almost do nothing for me. So there was fun stuff in there. Really looking forward to this uh, movie. Been looking forward to it for a long time. So uh, I think the only thing that kind of stood out was um, uh, Dash has a new voice because I'm sure the other kid that voiced him before aged out of it. So that'll take a little bit getting used to, but I'm I'm ready to get into it. It looks like also Samuel L. Jackson might be taking a more advanced role in this as well uh, well he, yeah samuel jackson's like a huge freaking megastar i mean he was he was popular when he did the first one but now he's just like upper echelon so yeah you put him towards front and center you put him on the poster that, that's right so i mean it's just good to see he's taking a little bit more of a role so yeah and i don't know if the animation hasn't changed much at least they're keeping in vibe with like what was the other one like 2005 or something 2004 yeah, the the aesthetic is the same but you got a lot more polygon polygons on the screen for sure like yeah. if you go back and watch the incredibles after just watching a more modern pixar movie you kind of forget like oh yeah incredibles was a while ago this was kind of some of the first run pixar stuff you know you can kind of see some of the textures maybe weren't as good so when you see this trailer it just doesn't seem out of the ordinary because it's just up to par with everything else but if you compare it to the older older um uh, Incredibles movie. There's yeah. a huge difference there. It is, yeah. So, but I mean, it's good that they were able to keep that aesthetic, you know, 15 years later. So mm-hmm. that's that's really cool. Uh, Han Solo got some news from there. The original Iron Man and Iron Man Two director John Favreau is to voice an alien character in the film, uh, one right. of the main aliens, not just a, like a one-off in the background kind of thing. So I think I think John Favreau gets to do whatever he wants over there at Disney since he basically created the MCU. With Iron Man. I think he just walks onto a set. And also, since he made like a lot of money for them with the Jungle Book, I think he just walks on a set of movies. He's like, and I'm going to voice that guy in that green suit. Whoever yeah. you got voicing him, just nope. It's going to be me. He's got first first rights on every casting role. And he <laughs> just turns them all down. And this is one. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll be, I'll be in your Star Wars movie. And he probably doesn't even get paid. He probably just takes like back end on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think he, he actually, like, the movie he did with, about the food truck is just a documentary on him outside of After Iron Man. Like, he doesn't need to make <laughs> money anymore. He's just out doing things just he make, loves. Just making Cuban sandwiches. Oh, yeah. man, a Cuban sandwich sounds good, man. Yeah, I, wish oh, we, man. I wish I had a food truck out front right now. That's what I'm like. <laughs> but I don't. Sad. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. things are starting to shape up. That's filming next summer, Mike. You missed that news that came out last week. So it's, Or this summer. Um and they picked up the Blade Runner 2049 art director for this movie. So I know you saw Blade Runner 2049, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you but didn't. I know, no, I know it looks good, though. I've seen the trailers, and, uh, man, the cinematography of that movie uh, looked really good because it was the same cinematographer from um, Arrival, I, I believe, um, that runs around with that same director. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his Dennis name. Dennis Villeneuve. 
Yeah, Villeneuve or New, whatever. You, yeah. I, man, I feel like I'm being very culturally insensitive to his last name right now. But however you say his name, so I guess that's all good. I mean, like uh, Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be very interesting, very interesting for audiences coming off of a very split movie. You know, you have all those people out there that say it's the worst movie ever, but you know they're going to go see this. A lot of people out there that love the last movie, they're going to go see it no matter what. Uh, the bottom line is it's going to make a lot of money no matter which way you shake it. <laughs> it is. And, well, I mean, and you you, get, you guys heard our, our picks for, for Oscars. And, and I would choose Blade Runner 2049 over The Last Jedi every day. Uh, I just I love the way Blade Runner 2049 looked. And it's just it's way easier to look at than The Last Jedi. And I don't know why. I really like The Last Jedi. I like the way it looks. But it's not like – it's not – I'm not going home thinking, wow, those were great effects or great looks in Star Wars, right? It's Star Wars. But mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 was just, it sticks with you. It's haunting in a good way. So uh, if you get a chance to watch it, I'd recommend watching 2049. But that's a, I think this is a good marriage of, of the 2049 art director with, with Star Wars. So yeah, we're going to get hopefully less lens flares than, than, <laughs> than ever before. Um, Wonder Woman, uh, I, there was a trivia question at our work this week about Wonder Woman. Someone tried to say, what is the highest grossing DC movie ever, Mike? What is the highest grossing DC movie ever? What would you say it is? Uh, I, I guess I would say Wonder Woman, right? No, um, Wonder Woman. Oh, in, DC, like just in general. In not general, like the, yeah, it was in general. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, probably one of the Batman movies, It was right? The Dark Knight Rises, believe it or yeah. not. Um, because of the hype for the second one, more people saw the third one. And that's mm. very divisive as well. Um, and I, but I think even I think Wonder Woman made the most off of uh, off of this year. But someone tried to tell me Justice League as well. I'm like, no, it's not Wonder Woman or Justice League at all. Those Batman movies made a lot more money. Yeah, uh, you listen to Chris when he's talking to you. <laughs> that's right. So on HBO, Wonder Woman's now there, and it's the highest rated premiere on HBO in over two years since. I'm, yeah, I don't even know what their ha- last movie was, but that that was really cool. Yeah, I have their uh, streaming service, and uh, every once in a while when you're about to stream something on HBO, you get a little bit of a trailer of the things coming to the service. And, uh, yeah, they're they're definitely hyping a Wonder Woman coming to their platform. Uh, I, they get all of the DC movies because I think they got some sort of contract uh, with Warner Brothers. So uh, no one really cares when Justice League or um, uh, Batman vs. Superman shows up. But Wonder Woman was an awesome movie, so when that shows up on a streaming service, you, you bounce. You bounce right on that. So I'm, I'm ready to watch that. Uh, I'm hoping the uh, this gives me a chance to talk about uh, a, the sequel of Wonder Woman. I hope it's good, and I hope it has absolutely nothing to do with Justice League or Batman or Superman, and it's just a good standalone movie. <laughs> and if it's anything like the first one, it ought to be. So, yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's very interesting. It's, it's not. I, yeah, we'll we'll watch. We have Justice League on here. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, Wonder Woman's great. You said you actually didn't buy it yet, but you're looking to wa- looking forward to watching it on HBO, right? Oh. Yeah, for sure. Okay, because we actually, that's the only DC movie we own is Wonder Woman, because my wife was like, <laughs> I need to buy this movie. I'm like, I have a strong feeling you aren't the only one that has a library that looks like that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that, that's that's fine with me. But I know, Mike, I know you went out of your way and bought some of the Batman v Superman ones, so I was like, I feel bad only, for Mike a little bit. Only for, only for the show. I Just for the show. <laughs> Research purposes. Shazam yeah. is on the horizon for DC as well. It's a started production, and um, there's some posters that were on set this week that say, Ace Chemicals on it, which is the we gotta visit that in Suicide Squad if you finally remember that. Movie. Oh, so fun, so fun. But that's the company that created the Joker, the vat of chemicals he fell in, and I believe Harley Quinn as well was Ace Chemicals. Um, but we're really unsure how Shazam ties into the larger DC extended universe. There's been no mention of him at all uh, in any of the movies. They had a very tight knit on the Justice League characters, so. Uh, I think they're very uh, tight-knit because they don't exactly know what they're going to do yet. Yeah. So <laughs> wait until the last second of 
somebody come up with an idea that makes this work. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see more better ideas going forward. But before now, like they they were like, yeah, we we have Shazam and works, but we don't know if we want to talk about him yet. So, um, I don't know. I'm I don't know how to feel about Shazam. I can't even say anything. Oh well. <laughs> so you also missed last week's news was Zack Snyder was reportedly fired from Justice League well before um his. The tragic incident that befell his family. Oh, is that, so that's a rumor? No, that was from a reporter, and they were like, "This Whoa. is this was a report, but we couldn't say anything about it." And then that guy's leaving the reporting industry, so he can spill all the dirt he's been piling up. Whoa, for years. that's 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 really huge and really crazy because that puts all these conspiracy theories in your head of just like. Uh, this tragedy popped up in his life, and then they just go ahead and decide to use that tragedy as kind of like a smokescreen, which is kind of shady, but also maybe it's also a good thing because it's just like no one ever wants to publicly announce that they've been fired, so maybe it's kind of a gift and a curse in the worst way possible, but I mean... All of the bad news in Zack Snyder's life aside, uh, Justice League sucked, and Joss Whedon couldn't save it. Um, and not to saying that he could, but I mean, he made a good Avengers movie, so that gives him a little bit of credence when it comes to these uh, superhero movies. But ooh, I I'm not surprised if he was fired. <laughs> well, and also on on that note, um, they they there that's why there's no Snyder cut uh, because technically there was no cut of it because he was fired before they would have gotten that far into it. And the more reports from from other news sources this week is that he was fired because his first cut was reportedly unwatchable. <laughs> so um, a lot of people were not happy with the first Justice League cut, and um, that kind of probably led to him being let go um, from from the film. Which <laughs> yeah, when, you, when, when Justice League's supposed to be your Avengers, you know, competitor, <laughs> and it does half the money, you you got something wrong. Yeah, safe to say there's uh there's no Snyder cut out there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Those people who are protesting are doing it for nothing. Uh, did you also get to see the leaked um, Superman return scenes? They are on the internet now. Uh, no, the not extra yet. Two minutes. Um, we talked about the black suit last week. I believe maybe uh-huh. maybe you weren't there for that one, were you? So no, we got the black suit, and then the other one came out where he goes and visits Alfred, and it's that shot from the trailer. He's uh, like, okay. oh, he said you'd come, and you're like, okay, yeah, we knew we knew it was Superman, so <laughs> they, they cut that out. The Predator movie has been uh, pushed back um, from, away from Missing Impossible uh, to September 14th. I don't, I don't know why I had this in. It must have been a light news week when I wrote this down. Well, I have a weird anecdote about The Predator since you're bringing it up. Um, I think The Predator, if a, if a movie came out, would do really well internationally because I have seen The Predator twice on my vacations um, overseas. When I went to Thailand for my honeymoon, uh, there was on one of the islands there, there was this person that kind of made these big life-size sculptures with kind of like car bumpers and spare parts, and one of them was The Predator. And then when I was in Mexico, when I was walking through this little market where people kind of made trinkets and items and you know ceramic things and carvings, uh, somebody was just like, oh, you're an American. You like The Predator, right? Here's a carving of The Predator. And I was like, what am I looking at? Why do all you people like The Predator so much? Like, they're, like if, I would think if you're just trying to sell an American a souvenir, I don't know, show me like... Um, like an NFL player or show me like Captain America. So I think there's a lot of love out there for the Predator, apparently. <laughs> well, and, and I think the thing is, I mean, after the trailer of Mission Impossible 6 hit and we got to see Henry Cavill with the infamous multi-million dollar mustache, mm-hmm. uh, studios got a little scared. They're like, we need, to, <laughs> we need to get away from this a little bit. So if if anything, um, Henry Cavill's mustache will ruin your movie. So that's, <laughs> that's what we found out. It will, unless it's part of the movie. 
So um, the Predator will be moving away. But also, on that note, with that announcement came the Battle Angel Alita movie. I know you're kind of excited for this one a little bit. Yeah, um, a little bit. But it has been moved back from July to December 21st. And that might be a good thing because December's you know become like December. There's no bad month anymore for movies, and we always know people go watch the movies over the holidays and Christmas. So yeah, it's now up against Aquaman, Bumblebee, and the Holmes and Watson oh my movie. God, they're actually making that Bumblebee movie, huh? Yeah, the, from July to December is almost kind of a lateral move. Like July, big summer box office. December, uh, freaking big winter owned, box office. Owned, owned by uh, like Star Wars and Avatar and some other those some other movies. So, but also I think um, I definitely remember some stinkers that have come out in December. So it's not always a. Um, it's not always good, but yeah, I'm really curious how this movie's gonna work. You know, based off an anime from was it Robert Rodriguez? Robert who's Rodriguez directing it, and yeah, and James Cameron I think was um, funding uh, it, and like, producing it. Yeah, and some weird like enlarged CGI balls. It's gonna be because she's a robot. It's gonna be inter- It's gonna be interesting. I think I'm gonna see it out of just pure curiosity. Yeah, I don't. It's. I mean, I don't know. So the Holmes and Watson movie. I, I when I saw, it, I'm like, oh, it's, it's another Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movie, right? It's mm-hmm. not. This is actually a Will Ferrell um, and John C. Riley movie, and I'm like, oh, that's dangerous. Like that's <sighs> people like those movies. Like even if they're yeah. they're not always perfect, people watch those fucking but movies. But the la- the last time you saw those two together was Step Brothers, and people love that yeah. movie. I mean, it's it's funny, but that that holds a strong place in people's hearts. So I just hope it's good. It's been a while since I've seen Will Ferrell in something that I just like belly laughed over you know just uh, yeah. just doubled over so i know he's in uh, zoolander 2 but i i skipped that one so hopefully. yeah no what zoolander 2 came out against deadpool didn't it yeah yeah it did yeah good luck <laughs> so yeah so is that but speaking of transformers you talked about the bumblebee movie it, it is happening because they've mostly filmed it and you've got to get john cena in there mike you you want your john <laughs> cena in your in your movies and he, he's in the bumblebee movie but apparently the news is the according to Hasbro who owns the movie rights and everything because they're making the G.I. Joe universe rebooting that and Micronauts and because the last Transformers movie bombed they're going to reboot this after the Bumblebee movie because they don't have Michael Bay to worry about anymore they can start fresh and integrate with these other universes so I'm hoping we get to see some classic 80's style robots transforming and a lot more transforming because they stopped doing the transforming after the first movie (laughs) So does that mean Bumblebee is closing out the Cameron universe, or is it you supposed mean to Michael transition? Bay? Oh yeah, the Michael Bay is supposed to close out that universe, or is it supposed to be like a bridge that connects them? Because like you said, that's one—that's the first thing that I thought of when you re, when you reboot the Transformers. I want to see a total aesthetic change. I don't just want to see barfed up metal garbage that resembles a human form. I want to see more of the, like you said, the 80s, like the, the blocky stuff might be kind of cool. So maybe they can find a way to make that work. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think so most people Bumblebee have checked out of Transformers. is a prequel movie, kind of. It's like it's set in the 80s. So it could be a bridge. I doubt it. I doubt they have that much foresight to do that. Um, I think it need it needs to sunset the series, but it's also it like to... it's, it's it's also not a good sunset because it's sunsetting before the other movies start. Like the other one didn't have like a definitive end, so there's no end to it. So it's really like they're just kind of abandoning it right in the middle of maybe, it. Like, maybe it's just a last cash grabber. Like we're gonna sell so many Bumblebee toys, and then we're just gonna use that money to finance our new uh, cinematic GI Joe Transformers universe. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that one. I'm more excited for that than I am any just yeah. single Bumblebee movie, John Cena or not. Uh, we talked about this at our Super Bowl post uh, wrap up episode, but the Cloverfield Paradox 
was announced and released the same day on Netflix there. And then we got around to you watched it the same day, right? That night. Uh, yeah, I watched it that night. It's been it's been what two two three two, two weeks, weeks three two weeks. weeks. It's two been weeks. two weeks since it came out, so I think people have time to watch it. Um, I asked uh, you before uh, we started recording today if you guys talked about it last week. Uh, so it seems like you've been saving it just for me. So uh, we tacked it on here to the end of the show because I think some spoilers might uh, kind of leak out while we talk about it. So if you haven't watched it yet and you really don't want to be spoiled, uh, it, it was great. Thanks for listening, guys. But now we're going to talk about this awful movie called The Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. So <laughs> awful movie is kind of an understatement. I feel, I feel it's much worse than that. Um, again, we'll talk a little bit more about the logistics here, but I I cannot, like, we were texting even with our friend Quentin, friend of the show, Quentin Parker. He likes it. I don't I don't know how he likes it. I don't know how he <laughs> understands it. My head is not wrapped around this movie yet. Because, I mean, you looked into the movie, and, and, and we'll talk about the history of that as well, but, like, just watching it straight, it violates its own rules several times. And it's so shoehorned into this Cloverfield universe. I'm like, quit beating me with the bat that says Cloverfield. Just let it happen, man. Don't. Don't hit me in the face with it. I don't know, Mike. What? What? You don't like it's, it either. What do you not like about it? it, it it's it's weird because I watched this movie like uh, as I'll say clean. I didn't know anything about the production of the movie. We didn't even know when this yeah. movie was coming out, and it just landed. Great, great marketing. A great, I, w- I would say almost a knock out of the park for Netflix because they basically got a Super Bowl commercial out of it. Uh, they basically uh, staked a, a flag in the ground that says, "Hey, guess what? We can we can drop bo- a box office." Um, um, not box off. We can drop basically franchise level budget movies just on a streaming service at, at the snap of a finger. So be ready for that. Uh, it's unfortunate that this movie was bad, uh, but I went into it and I watched it clean. Didn't know anything about it. After the movie ended, I was just kind of like, what happened? What, what was that movie? Was that was a Cloverfield movie? That seemed really weird. Seems like an odd experiment to kind of put this in another universe and not really tie it into the Cloverfield movies. But they're trying to bring up aliens, monsters, and and demons. But uh, where's the monster at? We only saw it at the end for like a second. You know, was this even a Cloverfield movie? So I had so many questions running through my brain. Like I literally thought about this movie going to bed, and then I woke up in the morning and I think I I I told my wife i was like yeah i was thinking about that movie when we were going to sleep last night and i think i've come to the conclusion that i don't like it so i had to sit with it for a little while and then i went into the research and then it all started making sense um this movie basically was started out similarly to 10 cloverfield lane where it wasn't going to be a cloverfield movie and then it was turned into one well, mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane was turned into a Cloverfield movie at the script level before production started, before any b- large amounts of money was spent. You know, they're like, hey, we have these pages of paper. Let's now rewrite it into a Cloverfield movie. And it was already a good movie to start. And I think the base there allowed it to actually transition to any world really easily. Like if 10 Cloverfield Lane wanted to be in the Transformers universe, they could have made it work. If it wanted to be into any other disaster type of movie, it could have worked. So they had a really good kind of slate there to plug it in. So they they got lucky with that script. But this movie... This movie was turned into a Cloverfield movie after production had already started. That's why everything seems so weird and shoehorned and tacked on. I mean, like, the 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 spaceship is called, like, the Cloverfield spaceship or something like that. Or it's called well, the Cloverfield no. Space Station or the project is yeah, or something. Yeah, I think the spaceship's called Cloverfield. They don't really tell you that, but they've got that shoehorned footage of... Um, uh, character actor Donald Logue at the beginning saying, the, uh, the Cloverfield paradox. I'm like... 
you said the name of the movie, so obviously this is not going to be a good movie. Yeah, and yeah, that net does basically all the heavy lifting of trying to put this in the Cloverfield universe, and then some crazy alien-inspired um, uh, event horizon stuff happens on the ship. It, you know, it kind of just seems like a like a middle of the road sci-fi movie that they tried to turn into something more exciting. And then, oh, we'll just make sure the last shot is the Cloverfield monster, so everybody gets really hyped and excited. But then, once things start to simmer down, you're just like, that movie was dumb. Why is the ship trying to eat people? <laughs> you know, what is going on here? And I don't. Know, it just it just kind of fell apart. I honestly, I've been kind of forgetting about the movie uh so it doesn't have a whole lot of staying power with me so mm. i'm just kind of grasping at straws well, right now trying to remember things but so i think the one of the things here is got a great cast in it like you cannot fault this cast for anything in this movie like you've got you know, you know um the guy who played roy in the it crowd daniel brule who played zemo in civil war uh the mm-hmm. main girl from the crouching tiger hidden dragons uh, what i don't get is like what is really ha- like is the ship trying to kill them sometimes or is it not like the one dude gets the gravity ball in his stomach and then the body's also a bunch of worms? And then yeah. the arm I, goes through the ship, but then there's another arm from another dimension giving them answers? Why didn't they just give yeah. them all the answers? Yeah, how does the arm know? And and why does this um, hyper – What? how does this uh, accelerator, this collider that they have in space, like it? they turn it on and then it puts them in another dimension? How are they so confident that turning it on again will take them back to where they belong? Why aren't they just equally as worried about being taken to a third alternate universe? You know, It doesn't necessarily have to be parallel. So I, it, was, it was just a mess, man. I, I think maybe the movie could have had a little bit of a shot of being good if it – remained the god particle which was the original version of the script it pro- probably not a lot of people would have saw it probably wouldn't have made a big wave it probably just would have been a mediocre sci-fi movie that we all forgot about kind of like that life movie that sony uh brought out like the other year but i don't know at least it would have been maybe entertaining but yeah trying to shoehorn this into the cloverfield universe did not work <laughs> yeah i didn't need this like it still doesn't explain how the creatures got there there, yeah. Like, the, so the Cloverfield monsters are there, but what about the aliens from Ten Cloverfield Lane? Where are those at? They didn't show those in here. I didn't buy the like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go like the main aliens go live with her family who's still alive that she didn't kill like in our main universe. Yeah, because like, that's not gonna be awkward because, when you but, show but her up. family. Her like she's still there too. I, I mean, I'm, I can't I can't wrap my head around it. It's just frustrating me thinking about this, Mike. But what what's awesome about this actually is is how much money. They saved by doing this with Netflix <laughs> because the movie costs I think forty million to make. Netflix bought it for fifty million or right at production cost, whatever it was. They bought a Super Bowl trailer, like you said, probably like what five million for what it was. Yeah, probably. And then they they go watch it tonight. So they, they proved Netflix can spring any movie on you at any moment, and you would never mm-hmm. know. But also, like, even if the movie was shitty, which it was, you I mean they don't need to sell tickets to the movie. Word of mouth isn't going to say, "Oh, I didn't like Cloverfield Paradox. I'm going to cancel my Netflix subscription." <laughs> They're bringing in more subscriptions, you know, newer subscriptions who at least will have a month of it. So. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's how Netflix works now. I mean, like it or hate it, they're just trying to move the needle an inch or a centimeter or a millimeter because if Netflix just moves it a millimeter, that's millions of dollars mm. because, like, you know, that that's a monthly just recurring revenue stream for them. But um, I watched – if you want to watch a good monster movie that's on Netflix, it's not a Netflix original, but I watched the movie Monsters while I was on the plane flying home. Um 
uh, I think it came out a couple of years ago, but really interesting concept about aliens showing up on Earth. Uh, fun uh, little story. Yeah, go watch that instead. Go watch Monsters. Um, let me see here. Monsters is the Gareth. That's a Gareth Edwards one. He just did the Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're actually turning that into a TV show as well. By the way. So. Oh, Monsters. Yep, Monsters. They're they're making a TV show out of it coming up. Oh, that'd be really cool. And it was really fun because it's all about an an infected area of Mexico uh, being uh, overrun with uh, aliens. And I was like, oh, I'm literally flying over the infected zone right now in my plane going back to Los Angeles. So I was like, this is fun. And I was just in Mexico for a week, so I'm really vibing with the with the culture and everything. So yeah, go watch Monsters instead. It's uh, fun, a little understated. Uh, dramatic it's kind of it's one of those good movies where you don't have to show a big giant cg monster destroying shit every 30 seconds to get you engaged in the movie it's a little bit more of a slow simmer so yeah go watch that instead don't watch cloverfield paradox watch monsters and also don't watch that new weird godzilla anime that's on netflix i watched that too i watched a lot of monster stuff on the plane that was just weird i don't it must have been a long plane ride because i don't i don't know if i'd recommend that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hear I hear it's different, but if you like Godzilla, maybe I don't. You don't strike me as someone who loves Godzilla, though. So, so I mean, I, it's just a it's just yeah. a weird. Well, I <laughs> it's think, an interesting concept, but we're I think we're expanding beyond well, Cloverfield I think, now. <laughs> I think the only thing with this Cloverfield thing it proves is Netflix needs to stay ahead of Disney somehow in their streaming service, and they're not opposed to just buying a movie and dropping it the day of they buy it. Yeah, so. I uh, net I think Netflix now desperately needs a big banger like bright didn't work out a lot of people might have watched bright uh but it wasn't good and i don't really care about that franchise moving forward but uh the only time i've ever seen a lot of hype around netflix beyond things just in general getting announced is when maybe a new season of a cool tv show is coming out and then it's also it's weird cutting trailers for a tv show you know if you already Mm -hmm. like the show you know you're gonna watch the next season but like wouldn't it be crazy if just like netflix started doing like these anticipated trailers for like movies and stuff like that that would be crazy i want to see like a big budget like hundred million dollar movie on netflix that would be really crazy but i don't know if that's ever going to happen (laughs) well i mean if the last two movies on netflix prove anything bright in this is like they can put bad movies on there, but they're still making money on signups for it. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I haven't watched Netflix in probably a month and I'm excited to um, watch Jessica Jones you know next month and stuff like mm-hmm. that i hear altered carbon is fantastic so whoa who are you talking to i watched that first episode and it sucked I, i've heard so I, I don't i've heard it from different people <laughs> i've also heard people who didn't enjoy it as well but i mean um i've heard hey, I more don't, I, good than bad honestly yeah i i don't know if maybe it gets better but i couldn't like there's there's so much competition out there in the tv space that if you can't win me over with episode one you kind of lost your shot and it's just i don't know man but i i don't know the thing is netflix isn't really the scrappy uh kid showing up to the party anymore just uh you know showing everybody up with his cool dance moves uh he's he's like a big heavy hitter that legitimately scares dizzy enough to want to buy fox and possibly sony so it's kind of hard to think of netflix as the underdog anymore and now you're just kind of like I've been paying for you every month, Netflix. Give me something I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see how it is. Um, I mean, you'll have to go back and look at our notes for the Disney streaming service coming up, but it looks like it's going to blow this out of the water. So <laughs> they've got they got some competition on the horizon, Mike. But that's our, note, that's our news for this week. Uh, kind of a light week overall, but I mean, you know, glad you came back. Keep you easy for a little bit. Black Panther is probably our biggest thing, and, and I look forward to, to doing this again next week. So, um, 
if people want to know what you're up to, Mike, maybe, I don't know if you're going to post anything from your vacation or what, but if people want to see what you're doing, where they can find you at. Well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. And if you did follow me on Instagram, you would have saw my my post of 3D Doritos. It's, it has expired by now, but you can still get 3D Doritos in Mexico, and I ate some, and it was a fun nostalgia were, were, trip. Were they, were they expired? <laughs> Uh, no, but oh, the, the Instagram it was, it was thing expired. Instagram okay, I'm you like, know, I'm like, you know, like the new kids like to do, they like to put stuff on the internet, then it expires in 24 hours. That's what it was. Yeah, well, I mean, that's about the lifespan of any of this, anyway. So, <laughs> but Chris, if people want to follow you, see see what's going down in your world, where can they find that? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Uh, you can head over to Comic UI, read that up. We've got convention seasons around the corner, Mike. I've got Louisville Arcade Expo and um, Lexington Comic Con in March in like the next two to three weeks um, back to back so that's going to be huge followed by C2E2 in March so I'm really excited to do some coverage on those and then head over to YouTube and search the DNN and look at the videos we do there such as Breaking the Seal which we did with John last week and some other ones Um, if people are more interested maybe listening to our Black Panther review where can they find that at Mike? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out that screenshot of those uh, mysterious X-Men in the helicopter with Deadpool, or maybe you want to find that cool uh, um, promo poster for Infinity War, uh, you can get that in our show notes over at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us right in your email inbox every week if you want to do that. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you can get Superhero Slate merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We got t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. The weather's always changing out there. Uh, I think it was like snowed like a crap ton over there on the east side of the country so you might need a hoodie. Uh, So buy a couple of those. Uh, If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. Uh, If you're on Stitcher, drop us some stars. If you're on iTunes, drop us some stars. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, do all that crazy do all that crazy wacky stuff over there on YouTube. Uh, and <laughs> if you want to be a super fan of the show, if you want to put that on your resume, if for some reason you think that's going to get you a job, uh, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And make sure you're subscribed so you can listen to our uh, Black Panther um, review slash spoiler cast. Just a note, I will be here every week. Mike was gone last week, so, <laughs> so just to put yeah. that in there. Asterisks. It, it all evens out, you the, know, if you average out the amount of times where they're here, I, I, at least once a week. Oh, exactly, yeah, <laughs> on average, asterisks on average. So, but yeah, so we'll catch you guys next week, and uh, see you then. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Apparently, apple cider vinegar is like the vibranium of the, the modern world, so...